up next on the Believer's Block of Faith. Forgiveness makes prayer effectual. That what people are trying to do sometimes is they're trying to pray effectively, but they haven't forgiven. They're trying to pray without love. And it's not working. It's not even, it's not going any higher than the ceiling in their house. And what we've got to do is we've got to realize that we're in a special category now. We're in a category where we are people who are coming into the earth to stand before God on behalf of people. Faith worketh by love. Am I right about it? So you won't be able to get your faith to work, especially to the, su the su sufficient degree that you'd like it to work, if you're not walking in love. Just won't happen. All right, let's look at a faith scripture. Let's go to Matthew's gospel, or Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 11, please. See, the key to it is... <clears throat> is keep giving. Keep giving. You, you, giving really keeps love alive. Um, all right, look what it says here. Now, I won't read all of this. This is the scripture where Jesus cursed the fig tree. Everybody remember Jesus cursing the fig tree? And look at verse 19. And when the evening was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig, tree dried, the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter called in remembrance and said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, how many of y'all have heard that verse before? We've heard that verse. Let me try it again. How many of you have heard that verse before? I look at verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, just believe you receive them and you shall what? Have them. Now, all this takes faith. Am I right about it? But look at the next verse. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may what? Forgive you. Come on your trespasses, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. So he's connecting up faith with love. He is saying forgiveness makes prayer effectual. That what people are trying to do sometimes is they're trying to pray effectively, but they haven't forgiven. They're trying to pray without love. And it's not working. It's not even, it's not going any higher than the ceiling in their house. And what we've got to do is we've got to realize that we're in a special category now. We're in a category where we are people who are coming into the earth to stand before God on behalf of people. You can't dislike people. You can't hate people. Now turn to 1 John chapter 3, please. 1 John chapter 3. 
Praise the Lord. 1 John chapter 3. Let me know when you get there. All right, look what it says here. It says in verse 20, you there? Say, praise the Lord. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have what? Confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. See? And, and this whole idea about coming before God with a heart that is open, a heart that is clean. And, and you, and, and I'll go into this in just a few minutes, but what you can do sometimes is you cannot forgive yourself. And when you don't forgive yourself, your heart is condemned. And when your heart is condemned, your prayers are not making it. So you've got to realize that God, uh, well, let's just go back to it one more time. Am I turning you too much? Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 43, please. Isaiah chapter 43. Folks, every prayer of yours should be answered. Every prayer. When you pray a prayer, it should be, you should have such a, 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 a conviction about answered prayer till you get up and go on and do what you need to do. You say, that, that's done right there. I prayed that. That's done. You know what I mean? Rather than coming back the next morning, praying the same prayer, coming back the next morning, praying the same prayer. It works by love. It works by love. And look what it says here in Isaiah chapter 43, and look what verse 25 says. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake, and I will not, what? Remember your sins. Now, if you come before God, the devil in prayer will try to shoot mental pictures in your mind of your past, of what you have done in the past that has been against God. Now, I'm telling you, it's not a maybe. He comes most of the time. Now, what you have to do is you have to realize that if you confess your sin, God is faithful. I, I, said, I said, God is faithful to forgive you your sin. Watch this. And cleanse you, come on, of all unrighteousness. What happens is when you confess it, the blood flows. When the blood flows, your sins don't exist anymore. Lord, have mercy. See, you, you got to get that because if not, then your heart will condemn you. See, and you're ineffective in prayer. You're ineffective in speaking to uh, storms. You're ineffective because you got to know where you stand with God because it's not your power that's going to make it happen. It's going to be God's power. And that's built on some kind of covenant relationship that you have with Almighty God. Look how David walked up to the front line. He said to the, the Goliath, he said, this day the Lord's going to deliver you into my hand. Now, that's pretty big talk for a 17-year-old boy, but that's because he had a big God. He saw himself connected, and he had no condemnation between him and God. Are you following what I'm saying? 
So I know you did it, but if you confessed it, God has not only blotted it out, but he forgot it. That means if God ever brought it up, this scripture is a lie. Now you get that in your mind. Yes, Because when you get that in your mind, you'll stop going around that mountain. Some of you have not progressed because you're still condemned. You're still thinking about it. Now I know we messed up. I messed up, you messed up, we messed up, so forth and so on. But you're going to have to do something with that mess up if you're going to get up. Now, I'm just saying, this is where we, this is where we come from. Now, this is the love, because you got to love your neighbors yourself. See? See? And, and you got your neighbor, you don't want to love your neighbor the way you love yourself if you can't stand yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? You treating yourself all bad. You're, 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 uh, you're, you're always in, 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 in a place of self-destruct. Now you're going to treat your neighbor that way? See, if you're condemned, you condemn your neighbor. That's why they don't like, to, they won't talk to certain, certain Christians. You know, the Christian, they come at them. And I remember when I was out there, I told you I was preaching on the street and the lady came out of the grocery store. Had, she was a clerk came out of the grocery store, walked all the way up to the end of the parking lot and just said, preacher, excuse me, preacher, preacher, I really believe you'll get more saved if you don't talk about them so bad. <laughs> I said, they're going to hell. That's where they're going. They're going to hell. Now I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about me, see? And that's a self-righteous spirit that's trying to hide from condemnation. The, the real deal is I'm condemned. And I can't preach nothing else. Because there ain't nothing else in there. I'm preaching good now. See, when I'm free, I can get you free. But I can't, I can't cast a nicotine demon out of you and I'm smoking three packs a day. How am I going to do that? What? <laughs> Come on now. Now, compassion and forgiveness often flow together. See? For your faith to work, you must walk in forgiveness. Go with me real quick to Matthew chapter 5. Now, look what it said in Matthew chapter 5 and look at verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you all right come on all the way over to second timothy and chapter three please second timothy chapter three and verse 12. Are you ready? Yes. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ shall do what? Suffer. Suffer persecution. Now, I'm only saying that because as long as you're in Christ, 
then the devil's going to hate you as long as you're in this earth. And sometimes he'll send people who are very close to you um, sometimes to do you wrong. Now, what are you going to do about that? All right. Okay. Now, my point is, is that you've got a factor in you, a love factor. You've got a, an ability to love people that do you wrong, that are very close to you. Now, it's your choice to, do, to love them because you can choose to hate them. Now, if you choose to hate them, the spirit or the seed of hatred can be sown in your heart. And if it does and stays there long enough, it will root. And if it roots deep enough, you cannot see how you can love that person ever again. And what you need now is you need a uh, uh, surgery. You need the Word of God, which is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, to cut you open. You need, and the Word of God can come in there and you start confessing that Word of God, it will root out any bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness out of your system. Say amen to that. Now, you got to really do this because, see, we got people that they always, they make a lot of money off of you hating somebody. They really do. There's some preachers out here. And they keep some stuff going. They, and that's why um, the body of Christ is still so split and so divided. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. See, it's, it's, my, it's my responsibility to express the love of God towards you. I'm not waiting on you to love me. Amen. Amen. I, I have to express it towards you. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's when you can tell you're free. Look what it said in verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? And Jesus said to him, I say not to thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now that could be about, I don't know, um, $10 million or something like that, whatever it is. 10,000 talents. Ooh, that's 10,000 talents. So that's uh, $100 million, okay? But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him and said, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And the Lord of that servant was moved with what? Amen. Say compassion. compassion. What is compassion? Love. What kind of love? Agape love. And loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now he forgave him a hundred million dollar debt. But the same servant went out, found one of his fellow servants who had owed him a hundred pence. That's about $10. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe me. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I'll pay thee all. Is that the same thing that he told the king? And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Watch this. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told him to the Lord all that was done. 
Then his Lord, after that, he had called him, said unto him, O thou who? Underline wicked. Wicked servant. He is saying a person who won't forgive is wicked. I forgive thee all the debt because thou desireth of me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was what? Wroth and delivered him unto the who? Tormented till he should pay what? All that was due him. So likewise, I want you to underline, so likewise, shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not everyone uh, his brother that trespasses. Now, this, this, this is serious stuff, folks. Now, verse 25, I want you to see this. This man, he owed the king or this man $100 million. Verse 25, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment be made. Now, what does he mean sold and payment be made? Sold his wife, his children, and so forth. What were they sold? Sold to where? That's slavery. They were sold into slavery. Now, what is slavery? It means the oppressor would come in a person's life and put them in bondage. Got it? So when a person doesn't forgive who could be the head of the household, he could open up the whole house to demons that would come and oppress that household until every dime is reckoned. God is a God of justice. Don't ever forget that. He is not fair. He's just. And every sin must be reckoned. That's why Jesus had to die, and the Bible calls him an eternal redemptive. It was eternal. Even today, when we do sin, that blood is still flowing. It's got to take that sin because some, somebody got to take it. Got it? So when a person doesn't forgive, they can open up their entire household to demon spirits. So what can come into the house? The cocaine could come into their children. Come on now. Playground assaults. Come on. Some children, be, uh, I'm just saying some of that could be unforgiveness. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm just saying this is, this is something that can result from a person not forgiving another person. I'm not talking about just your cousin down the street. I'm talking about another race. Now you see why the devil want to keep folks stirred up racially. So he can get a mad, hostile, bitter, and unforgiving. Why? So his demons will have something to do. You got to forgive. You got no choice. So he forgave this man. Compassion. And so notice, he went out and found a man who owed him $10, grabbed him by the throat, said, man, pay me my money. He said, well, hey, he fell down on his knees and said, listen, have compassion with me. I'm, 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 I can pay you all if just give me a little time. He didn't. He threw him in jail. He wouldn't forgive him, so he locked him out of blessing. My point is this. As a result of it, 
The king heard about it, or whoever that was. And he called it back in and said, come on back in here. Said, no, 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 help me with this. I forgave you a hundred million. Y'all ever heard of hundred? Hundred million dollars. Hundred. Hundred million dollars. Now this man asked you to forgive him 10 and you didn't. You locked him into bondage. Now for that, I'm going to take you back, take back that judgment and give you what you deserve. For you, your wife, Rover, everybody in there going to suffer because he wouldn't forgive it. Let me tell you what that was saying. The $10 million represents you and me deserving because of the debt of sin to die. And Jesus stepped in because of compassion and you went free. Hello, this is Bill Winston, and I'd like to give those who've been watching the program, been blessed by the program, and also our partners, an opportunity to sow a seed. Praise God. I'm thinking of a story one time that I was told by the late Oral Roberts, and this had to do with him pastoring in Oklahoma early in his ministry. Well, he found out that they needed an air conditioner for the church. And uh, what happened, they were trying to raise money for it. Well, payday had come around and he'd gotten his paycheck as the pastor of the church. But that night he felt led to start off the offering or the fundraising by actually sowing his paycheck. Well, he did that. And as he sowed that paycheck, now uh, they started giving and so forth. And they didn't raise quite, quite enough money that night. But nevertheless, people gave. Well, he went home later on that night, and his wife, Evelyn, was there. And she began to talk about service, how was service, and so forth. And he began to give, you know, good remarks about it. And she said, Oral, uh, did you get your paycheck? He said, uh, well, yes, I did. She said, where is it? He said, well, I, 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 he really <laughs> hesitated. He said, well, I, I, I put it in the offering. We needed an air conditioner, and I started it off, the fundraising off with my own paycheck. She said, you what? Well, now, <laughs> he said it was a cold night that night. <laughs> well, about 3 o'clock in the morning, one of the business people that was at that particular meeting at the church knocked at the door. He went and thought it was somebody in distress. He opened the door. And that was one of the members, this businessman. And this businessman said something. He said, you know, I was asleep and I'm going through some terrible financial difficulties with my business. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, sow a seed. And I said, what shall I sow? He said, go out there in the backyard and dig up four $100 bills that you buried and sow it to the man of God. 
He said, I did exactly what God said, and I went and sowed that seed. He said, I'm here today, and I'm giving you this four $100 bills, and I want to let you know this is not money. This is seed. And he gave it to him, and he left. Well, nevertheless, the businessman's business began, a miracle began to happen. It just took off. But then Oral Roberts that night took those four $100 bills and went in the bedroom, turned the light on, and waved it in Evelyn's face. He only got a paycheck of about $150, but got $400 back. He said, see, that's the power of a seed. Well, I'm letting you know right now, you may be in a situation, a situation that's fairly dire, and you need to get out of it. I guess, guess what? If you have a seed, you can meet your need. Praise God. You see, all you have to do is sow. And many times people don't like to sow because they think it's their last. But no, it's not. It's your precious seed. And as you sow that seed, you have just put yourself in a place of a miracle. So I'm inviting those not only who have abundance, but those who perhaps have a real dire need. I invite you to sow a seed. Now, one of the things that you have to do, just hear God and just do it. So the man was obedient who sowed that seed. Or Roberts was obedient and everybody got blessed. So as you and I are obedient and sowing our seed, we'll get blessed as well. So I want you to prepare your seed. I want to pray over it right now. Now, like you say, it might not be much. It might be a real uh, precious thing that you're about to sow. But believe me, God is no respect of persons. What he did for that businessman, what he did for Roberts, what he did for Bill Winston, he'll do for you and me. Well, let's pray over that seed. Father, we thank you for the privilege of giving as this seed is sown into, this king, into the kingdom and we use this seed to take the gospel to the nations, I pray that you supply all their need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you and declare our needs are met. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, we thank you so much. Thank you for just listening to our broadcast. Tell somebody else about it. We want to sow it all over the world. Well, God bless you and keep walking by faith. How do you bless those that curse you? Pray for those who mistreat you and do good to those who talk about you. It's all possible when you learn to walk in the God kind of love. When you're talking about the love of God, you're talking about you're allowing God's love to dominate you. And as it dominates you, it comes through you and what God can do is he can love them through you with his love. In this insightful series entitled The God Kind of Love by Bill Winston, you'll discover the characteristics of the God kind of love, what love really has to do with it, the revelation of the new covenant commandment, and much more. What kind of love is the God kind of love? It's the agape love of God. It's called unconditional love. You're not loving them because of performance. You're loving them in spite of performance. To order your copy of The God Kind of Love, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303, by bank card at one 800 711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. You can show the world who God really is and there is no better way than walking in the God kind of love. Order your copy of The God Kind of Love today.
This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independently and have dominion to reign over this world system. Connect with us online at BillWinston.org. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.